Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Just a friend, the second time in the day for the old le- uh, the old news, the I old know. leaks, the old talking points left, right and centre, because Call of Duty's in a bit of a state, apparently. It is a little bit, Scott. You know, you can call me a long-running BBC TV series because have I got news for you? According to <laughs> Insider, <laughs> according to oh. notorious Call of Duty insider Tom Henderson, who has been doing the rounds as of late because he in part leaked some of the stuff about the upcoming 2021 Call of Duty, which is dubbed World War II Vanguard, and it's been made by Sledgehammer Games. He's been doing the rounds um, over the past week because he recently on Twitter described the development of the upcoming game as an effing disaster and he went into a bit more detail in his um, (laughs) newsletter last week going into why it's in such a seriously dangerous state and Mm. mostly that has to do with the knock-on effect of Black Ops um, Cold War because that originally was supposed to be made by Sledgehammer Games in collaboration with Raven Software like Mm. it was their turn to make a Call of Duty Call of Duty had previously been on a three-year development cycle so you'd get one by Treyarch one by Infinity Ward and then one by Sledgehammer in this case it was a collab that went to complete tits um, a few years ago and Treyarch were essentially <laughs> went to complete um, tits never mind the buzz went, box it just went to complete tits carry on <laughs> no it went complete tits um, then Treyarch was called in to essentially salvage it it was retrofitted into a Black Ops game and then we got Cold War so since then according to Tom Henderson since August 2019 Sledgehammer mm. Games has been working on Call of Duty World War 2 Vanguard so that mm. only gives it a little bit over two years in development by the time it releases this fall and apparently Activision do wanted to release this fall obviously that's a year less than these games usually get so it's already against the wire you throw on top um obviously the realities of working through a pandemic i mean literally but just before we started recording this death loop just got another delay because all yeah. of these studios are struggling to adapt um, and the most of them are just going look we're not going to hit these windows we're going to push it to next year we're going to push it a few months or whatever mm-hmm. but obviously activision will not want to do that activision has had an annual <sighs> call of duty for like 15 years now, if not longer. And Uh it seems like they're not going to budge. So, you know, the time constraints combined with the constraints of, you know, just working through this entire thing, um, it's resulting in a game that is essentially, you know, putting the tracks down as the train is going. There's a little bit more, but um, I'm gonna stop talking for a brief second and ask you what you think. 
Okay, yeah, I, the, that was my thing. I was like, what's it going to take? Like, if, it, if it's not, if a global pandemic doesn't make them sort of sit back and go, maybe you want a little bit more time. If Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't do it, then I don't know what does. Um, and I don't know if they just, at this stage, like you said, they've been doing annual releases for so long that that just is the norm. And there'll be some some suited up number cruncher type person who, like, you know, the, the archetypal marketing chap or whatever, uh, or chapette, who needs to hit that date because that's the thing. That's Call of Duty. We have one every year. We can't possibly miss it the fans expect it you know and um and i get all that but i think that there is the harsh reality of the if you're gonna force a game through we know exactly mm-hmm. what that's gonna look like yeah. um and so far there's not been a high profile call of duty disaster on the level of a cyberpunk 2077 um yeah. and it makes you wonder you know whether something like that would happen if a ge- if it does just get pushed through or whether they would just keep like you know slicing off components so that they can still release something at launch and um, because as far as i know uh call of duty Black Ops Cold War that was meant to be a sort of different game it got sliced and kicked and punched into the form that we got last year and that game is I mean it's fine but it's very it's very forgettable I feel like it's kind of just in the shadow of modern warfare it just felt like an arbitrary Call of Duty that was mm-hmm. released for the sake of it um, and I mean to a lot of people who obviously don't follow Call of, Call of Duty like me and you play them every year but I know to a lot of people Call of Duty is already that franchise that just hits that annual date and it yeah. is an arbitrary thing but I think one of the worst things one of the most damaging things to the brand would be for that side of it to be completely acknowledged um, by Activision where they just go eh, we just need to tick a box like we just need to have mm-hmm. something on a given year and that's needs to come out um it is like interesting though because um wwe 2k20 uh, or maybe 2k21 whatever the last main one was um that was so the previous one was so bad that um 2k eventually stepped in and said okay we can't release another one we're gonna have to take a year off and then last year we got wwe battlegrounds instead um so you know this idea of like you know big triple a annual releases like it's not without precedent that that you know these tent poles have been shifted and i think the vast majority of people would be totally fine with it considering what we've all been through like just take a year off polish it up do a call of duty that's, that's actually worth 60 70 pounds again totally i mean i th- honestly i feel bad for the people working on call of duty at the moment mm. across all studios because it's been this way since black ops 3 if you go back to the development of black ops 3 there are huge exposés about how rushed that development was how there were a bunch of mm-hmm. issues and then modern warfare was kind of an anomaly but then obviously everything went to crap on black ops cold one it seems to be continuing <laughs> here and it's like no matter what studio you're working for it almost seems like you're down to the wire and it's so weird because call mm. of duty is this massive franchise and makes so much money but then perhaps because it makes so much money Activision is not wanting to mess with it at all and just wants to get these games out at all costs but ultimately that's mm-hmm. going to have an effect and I think unlike Cyberpunk or WWE um, Call of Duty hasn't really had that big flop there's, there's been games that haven't hit as strong as the rest for sure you know a lot of people didn't the like Ghost Infinite Warfare that had huge downvotes when the trailer was released a lot of people didn't really like Call of Duty Ghosts and there was some backlash to <laughs> I Black Ops you said that as, as if like Ghosts is this because like, for me Ghosts is the one that gets like so trodden on but I know you're like a big ghost defender it's like no no it's good it's got stuff to it I wouldn't say I was a ghost defender right I think it's one of the weakest ones but it still sold pretty well and people weren't speaking with their wallets in the same way people did like when the drop off came for Cyberpunk or WWE or anything like that it wasn't like a backlash on that level is what I mean you know most people just went well to do the Call of Duty I'm gonna buy it you know and that was Mm -hmm. enough for them to keep pumping them out and with Warzone especially which is this huge money maker at this moment in time I wonder whether they're wanting something out um, at the end of this year just to kind of like keep that going with more content more reasons for people to jump in because usually you know when a Call of Duty comes out now you've got at the main screen it's like campaign multiplayer 
Warzone at the end. So it's a way mm. to kind of bolster that. And Tom Henderson did have a few more things to say in his newsletter. He did confirm that um, there would be some integration um, with Warzone when it comes to World War II Vanguard, right. but it wouldn't be um, a new map. There's certainly no World War II themed map, according to him, coming in 2021. He said there might be one in around this time next year, but that won't be a proper Battle Royale map. It'll be closer to Rebirth Island, which is currently in the game, but that's a smaller, like the player counts in half, it's much faster. It's more of a novelty than the main attraction. And he also says that Activision apparently knows that this new game won't sell as well as the previous games. So they're looking to um, incentivize in-game purchases, which, um, judging on the publisher's past history, if this is true, Mm. it doesn't really bode well for the longevity of the game because, you know, you'd hope that they got away from that stuff with the extreme backlash to it being in World War II and then Black Ops 3. So I don't want that to happen at all. But again, I just want to reiterate that. For me, this is definitely an Activision problem and not the developer's problem Mm. because, you know, we're all struggling working from home as it is. This game's had two years when it should have had three and ultimately um, it's on the people at the very top to delay it and recognize that there are Mm. problems rather than rush out a potentially disastrous game as it's been described here. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it, like like you said, everyone. I think everyone sides with the devs. Like every time there's been any delay announcement or whatever, um, especially given even even before the pandemic stuff, it was like, look, just take your time. Like you don't need to be beholden to marketing dates. Like it's fine. Um, you know, the the state of the game that we play on day one is the most important version anyway. The first impression. I mean, it's that whole conversation around like you know patching and fixing a game over time is a whole thing um, that obviously No Man's Sky proved wrong and whatever else. But I think that it's just you don't need to be that beholden to marketing dates when we've mm-hmm. all been through. The year that we've been through it's very much a shared experience um in you know for better or worse we've all been through it collectively and we all understand that things need to be pushed back um but yeah i mean that whole thing of um, them exploring the uh, the microtransactions the paid elements the monetizable stuff um obviously the connection is the uh, the last call of duty world war ii had the loot boxes falling from the sky on normandy beach which was just a yeah. ridiculous looking thing um but also if uh, part of the report is them um, looking into that stuff, my cynical business brain goes to the idea of what's the smallest amount of content we can put out as a, as a Call of Duty, as an annual Call of Duty, so we still hit that uh, yearly window. We still get to say that Call of Duty 2021 is still coming. What's the minimum amount of stuff that we can do? And then we can or maybe even make it free to play and monetize everything on the side, um, you know, Call of Duty mobile style or whatever. Um, that will be one of the questions that I have, because if you're the people at the top and you're determined to hit this release window, yeah. then... You you know what what is the minimum call of duty that you can release because they've done warzone for free uh, like i said they've done call of duty mobile before there's different dlc packs there's different re-releases of old games and like i just kind of wonder what that is like do you think the marketing just comes first regardless for them I- I think so, because, you know, at the end of the day, there are so many casual fans that people are going to buy it. And even if they might mm. not like this year's, they've already put, like paid the money for it and they probably will return next year for a different flavor. I mean, I think we've already seen an extent of that. Like you said, what's the minimum Call of Duty that we can push out <laughs> and still sell it as a main release in Cold War? You know, because I think yeah. even if you hate Modern Warfare, which came out in 2019, you have to agree that that thing was like packed with content. It had a mm. robust campaign. It had a bunch of new game modes. It had a lot of um, maps. It was supported after launch with battle passes new weapons maps and stuff like that when cold war came out that launched with fewer maps it launched 
with only one Zombies map, for instance, and a lot of the weapons were holdovers either from the last game or previous Black Ops games. So you could sort mm -hmm. of see where kind of like corners were being cut. Some maps were multi-purpose. You'd have, you know, an 8v8 or 6v6 um, version of it, and then you'd have a bigger version of it, and they'd be classed as like two separate ones. So we already kind of like got a taste <laughs> for that, and a lot of people didn't really like it. But um, hopefully, you know, hopefully Activision can kind of like see that there's, if there is a problem, that there is a problem. And kind of like throw all would... hands on deck and, and like delay it if they have to. And ultimately mm -hmm. just, just make a good game without sacrificing, you know, the developer and the human side of it. Because it's, mm. it's a Call of Duty at the end of the day. And as, as good as it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's not worth it, man. It's not worth it. <laughs> they need, something needs to give. Like either you delay it or you like, strip down the, the package so you're not charging a premium price point for something that has been notably stripped back. Like you said, like Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops Cold War, you could tell that it, you know, there, was more, there was more that should have been in that game. Um, and I think that, yeah, for me, if I was them and I still want to hit all my advertising marks and all my sponsorship deals and everything else, then it's the price point that changes and it's the size of the Call of Duty that is, that is then expected alongside that price point. Um, and you can still, you know, you can still hit your marks and release content over time. You've still got a whole year's worth of, um, you know, time to fill anyway. So maybe that's something that changes. But let us know what you think down in the comments below the idea of what does Call of Duty even look like in 2021? And would you care if the game got delayed, considering it's been like a decade and a half of solid annual releases to this point? Um, for now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.